Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. What's up, everyone? Wanted to work on this post a little bit with you live today and go through it. Um, I've been on a Musashi, I don't know, journey. I've been reading the Book of Five Rings uh, over and over and really getting into it. And I wanted to go over what I thought were the top five concepts come out of that book and then share some just share some thoughts and and where I stand on some of this. I think um if you haven't read the book, I, I think you should go out and do that. It's it's not a huge time consuming thing to just make your way through it. It is however uh something you could spend a lifetime studying and I think that if you are a martial artist of any kind or are the type of person that is introspective or wants to be or you know just just want to work on your self-improvement, I think it's a great book. A lot of self-described warriors who use that term for themselves have adopted this book and a lot of the teachings in it, and, and for good reason. If you're unfamiliar with Miyamoto Masashi, I've talked about him before on, on other uh, episodes here, but he was a Japanese swordsman. Uh, philosopher and a writer who lived in what I would say feudal Japan, 1584, 1645 during the samurai. And he was renowned for his skills in sword fighting because he traveled the countryside of Japan and participating in duels. And then they were essentially duels to the death. And I don't remember the exact number. It's like 60-something, 60 62 or some number like that that he didn't lose. And there's lots of great stories if you just study him. But he later, I want to say retired, right? He He after his last fight. And I, I think I spoke about that in a, in an episode or, or so before this one, but he retired and, and went to uh, this cave where he lived out the rest of his days. I think he was sick. Some, there was something wrong with him, but he um, wrote the book of five rings he, and he wrote the Dokkan, another book, but the book of five rings is like the most famous one. It's got the coolest name, but also it's, you know, more accessible. I think, and again, you should you should get out there and find that book and read it up. And I've linked to a really good, um, a pretty good, like, um, version of this book on Amazon here. The one that's in my personal collection as a, like a collector's item. And it's a really good one with great illustrations and things. Uh, in my humble opinion, I mean, there's a ton of concepts and you can disagree with me. But but there's 
these five concepts no mind the void three modes of attack or the three modes of attack the way of the sword and the five rings themselves that make up the you know the sections of the book or whatever all pretty strong concepts that come from this they're very much worthy of your studying so let's go through some of this um no mind the, this concept no mind uh mushin in turn the another japanese term for it uh warrior samurai related term mushin no mind is this concept of the state of being completely focused and free from distraction and emotion on what you're doing while you're doing it like think of a fight having a sole purpose no mind or mushin is the idea that a martial artist should be able to remain focused and free from distractions or emotions during combat you're, you're fully present think about being present Musashi believed that this state of mind was essential for success in battle as it allowed the martial artist to respond quickly and decisively to any situation. And to quote something he wrote, the primary thing when you take a sword in your hands is your intention to cut the enemy, whatever the means. Whenever you parry, hit, spring, strike, or touch the enemy's cutting sword, you must cut the enemy in the same movement. It is essential to attain this. So he's, he's talking about in combat with a sword that you are of one you you whatever you're doing has one potential outcome that you're working towards and everything you do is focused on that one outcome you know in in that case it's like you know cutting down your enemy but it could be anything you're doing it's to have a clear mission and in your mind the front of your mind, the back of your mind, whatever, it'd be the one thing you're focused on um, in that moment. So much like a fight, you know, if you're distracted or thinking of other things or, you know, you're trying to do too much or whatever, it's not going to work out in your favor. Um, uh, there is a another thing here, another related concept. I want to Get this video up. Um, let me pull this thing up. From Tony Blower. Uh, and I, I've talked about him before. Let's see here. Yeah, there we go. Tony Blower. He um it's in this video here with uh a fight tips with Shane Shane Faison which is another great channel that you can go check out. He's got a lot of really awesome, he's been around forever, a lot of awesome fighting tips and stuff. But Tony Blower is a, uh, someone I've followed for a while. I've done seminar with him. I've been, not with him, I've been to one of his seminars or workshops or whatever, and he teaches some really interesting, an interesting way of looking at self-defense. Um, let me pull this back up, make sure I have the uh, the video. Yeah, I want to make sure I get the audio in here. So 
he teaches this thing called the spear system. Um, but in this particular thing, he's a he's a self-defense expert, right? He's an expert in this world. And, and he's talking about no mind in terms of self-defense. And there's this concept called training bias. And, and I've had a lot of uh, instructors talking about that, this. And it, it's sort of like, you know, martial artists, we all think in, you know, we all think that we're, we're good at self-defense because we're martial artists, but in reality, we, we have what we call training bias in that, you know, if, if I practice karate or if I practice jujitsu and I'm presented with a scenario where I absolutely have to defend myself, I'm probably going to use those things first, or I'm going to use my favorite thing first or whatever it is. And that might not be the right uh, reaction, right? So like, for example, if, if I train, you know, MMA and I, I'm a, and I like to box and I get into a a self-defense scenario or whatever, I'm in a bar or whatever, and and somebody's messing with me and I, and I immediately resort to my training and I start punching this person, um, that might not be the right call at the moment. So let me play this. Um, remember, the big mistake that I think the conventional uh, um, market makes with respect to self-defense is they confuse martial arts with self-defense. Self-defense is the study of douchebaggery in the fucking street, the predator who wants your property, your body, your life, and they don't attack like other martial artists. Yeah. And so they're not thinking, oh, this guy's open. I know what I'll do. Put your hand, like replicate this. I know what I'll do is I'll check his hand here and I'll put my foot here and now I can hit him because now he can't, oh, and I'll I'll do this and I'll check this here so he can't, like, they're not doing that. The guy who sees you like that, if you hold this, but here's the difference, here's the, 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 the difference in the distinction. If you practiced, where's the focus pad? So um, get all, get your weight on here, get really natural on that. Feel like you're 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 leaning on, but not too much leaning on this here. And now and now, what I want you to do from this position, while we're talking, I want you to gesture with your right hand, and then I just want you to like fucking uh, smack like palm. Okay. Okay. So this will be like my face here, gotcha. and you're gonna and so you're gonna go like this. You're gonna go, man. I got no money. Right. Right. right? So so and and you won't do that till till I I place that there. Okay. So I'm gonna go here like Aaron, do you, what you're fucking doing in my part of town. Fucking you got a face. You know, so now I'm, I'm gesturing, I'm looking at your hands, but you haven't moved. So right now what I'm doing this, so this is an understanding the psychology of the threat. I'm going, Hey man, I fucking told you. Right. But I don't see this as a weapon system. Why? Cause who the fuck would stand like that right, right. in a dangerous <laughs> confrontation? Yeah. You yeah. see how like, so there you go. So there you go. Let me, um, let me pull this back up. Um, there we go. So the idea there, or the reason I wanted you to watch that with me was was that, you know, he's talking about training for self-defense with no mind, with mushin. He's talking about training for self-defense for these scenarios that you can't interpret, that, that you can't predict, right? I mean, who trains to fight out of that leaning against the wall stance, right? You are immediately going to resort to what you're comfortable with doing. You're going to resort to your training bias. You're going to, you know, stand in a bladed stance, put your left and right up, and you're ready to rumble when that is not necessarily going to work out in your favor, uh, particularly from, you know, what what Mr. Blauer was saying. Um, 
there's a lot of jokes about like jujitsu people where like there's these, you know, funny Instagram posts where you know, the guy breaks in their house and he's a jujitsu fighter. So the jujitsu guy immediately sits on their butt and pulls guard, you know, while the guy stands over him and shoots him. Um, I think that's pretty funny too. But anyway, I wanted to point that out. I think that's a great concept that uh, Musashi really, he drives home a lot in the book. So everything, you know, it's sort of like the approach that you should take to almost every section uh, throughout the book is this concept of no mind, which is, you know, to take it, to take whatever's being taught at, at face value and to not try to run it through your own personal um, filter bias, right? Which is really hard to do. It's also, you know, hey, if we all just kind of did that in the world, we, we'd probably be pretty much better off than we are uh, with a lot of things. So this, this other thing, the void. The concept of the void, or it's related to mushin, which is the state of being empty and free from preconceived notions and expectations. They're related except uh, for this, right? The concept of the void or mushin is the idea that the martial artist should be empty and free from preconceived notions or expectations during combat. Uh, the void is much more than combat, but, you know, Musashi liked to kill people with his sword, so there you go. He believed the state of mind was essential for adaptability and flexibility in battle, and I would say in life. It uh, helps you, like I like I was saying with what Mr. Blower was saying about no mind, which is um, it helps you respond to situations utilizing the things that you've internalized right without needing to bring them to the surface but here's the thing though it's not nothing the void is not emptiness it's rather a place of potential a space that can be filled with any number of possibilities so when you're in the void you're using the void and, it, and the void is one of the one of the five rings, right? You know, uh, see, fire, earth, water, w air, and void. Um, it is one of them, and it is it is all of them, and it's none of them, right? It is it is you in the space where you have access to any of them, but you're not using one in a in a preconceived notion, right? It's it's a place of zero expectations, but but a hundred percent potential. Right. So it's not just emptiness. It's not just nothing. And, that, and that's a very Zen thing. And, and I want you to, if you're listening to this, I would like you to really think about that and to really meditate on that and to think about what that means um, to be in a state of nothingness but preparedness at the same time. Right. So uh, let's see. I've got this other video. I want to share with you. Uh, and this is this is Tulam, Tulam. Uh, Ronin Tactics. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Um, he's a uh, retired Special Forces guy, Green Beret. Uh, I don't know. I think he was in like Delta Force or something too. I don't know. He's just a, a supreme badass. But he, he, this whole video, I'll link this whole video up, but this particular section, let's just listen. Actually, kill your enemy. Right? Fire is to meet your enemy without fear. 
right? And that comes with a mindset to fight like you already die, to have no fear of death, to ground yourself, right? Another teaching is ground, to ground yourself in the teachings of education in the way of the warrior, right? Wind, you know, and then void. Void. I tell you, you know, void, void was the hardest for me because Nasashi says that in order to perceive what is actual truth, you must die to everything of yesterday. You know, and I was, um, I was suffering, you know, after my time in war and I was very lost. And I read that book, Void. I never understood what that means, you know? How can you die to everything of yesterday to perceive what is? Well, it actually goes back into Taoism, you know, and Confucianism where, you know, in life, we create a narrative, right? We live in this dream on what is absolute. So what is absolute is the universe. What's absolute is the mountains, stars, moon, God. Mm -hmm. That's absolute truth. But what we place on these absolute is a narrative. A tree is only a tree. But we look at this tree and we say, wow, what a small tree. We look at this tree and we say, oh, the tree is not perfect. The tree is perfect. Life is perfect, right? But we throw this narrative. So in life, we come up with a narrative and we travel through this world with our own narratives. You know, you face a struggle. Either you, either you learn from it or you repeat this. And when you learn from it, is it really failure? So Masashi in the book of Five Rings, it's just that. You must die to your truth in order to see what is actual, you know, and that's, that comes with a lot of practice, right? So for many years, I practiced on this and now I understand, mm. right? That's incredible, right? Um, hmm. Let me do this here. Uh, window. Let's get this um let's get this tab back up. Yeah, so fascinating stuff, right? Um it's amazing to me how uh going into anything in in you know martial arts, but going into anything in life, we we work from this place of these preconceived narratives and preconceived um, stories and, and sometimes we tell them to ourselves and Sometimes we listen to, you know, other things that, that shape our beliefs and stuff. And we're, we're not necessarily truly examining things for ourselves or, or, or internalizing them um, to that degree. And, you know, to, to die to your reality to discover what the real truth is, is is like along the lines of what he's saying and that's that you have to examine like truly examine what others are saying is reality before you just accept it as reality right um that's that's incredible um particularly for somebody like him who you know clearly had some you know post-traumatic stress issues from from all the the you know, literally the war that he was in. And, and a lot of people have that. They just kind of exist in this place um, that's uh, 
high stress or whatever, you know. But anyway, the the void, this it's a great, very deep concept that pairs well with uh no mind with mushin. But whereas whereas and, and I want to draw a distinct difference, whereas mushin or no mind is uh it's a, a state that you trout you utilize, right? You you are aware of um being able to be in the state and you utilize it as a tool whereas the void is is this place of uh not just emptiness but it's in this this place of of not having those preconceived notions or not having that training bias or whatever but being also being a place where you can uh, utilize anything uh, at any point in time and become something so uh, it's a you know probably could be called enlightenment, you know, being in that, being in that place. So taking all of those other, the other four rings and, and bringing them together, you know, it's that moment. Uh, another, another uh, of the cool concepts that he, that Musashi brings is the three modes of attack. If you are a martial artist um, and, you know, this can be like, you know, art of war type strategy things, but, uh, Musashi discusses specifically three different modes of attack in his book, um, the direct mode, indirect mode, and combined mode. So the direct mode, kin no sin. This is uh, just outright attacking your opponent with everything you have, right? The indirect mode, tai no sin, is when you would, uh, let's say, fake or faint to draw the opponent out, and then you strike, Right? Um, or waiting for your opponent to strike and then dodging or parrying and then striking. So, you know, not you're not the first, you're not the aggressor, like maybe someone else is the aggressor or whatever, and then you're using that against them. And so then the final one, the combined mode, tai tai no sin, it's when uh, you, you and your opponent strike at the same time, right? And you are uh, either faster or more clever or whatever in that in that instant. So, you know, you're either first, you're either second, or you're at the same time. And there are no other modes of attack, according to Mus Musashi, those three things. And if you understand that uh, interplay with uh, attack or, or action or whatever, and it is that simple, then you can begin to fully understand the, the field of battle, or you can fully understand your opponent. Um, what they're doing or when they do it right and, that, and that's that's not just in fighting that that's in like you know strategy um it, it's in business strategy it's in you know dealing with with family member strategy you know uh it's 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 a clever concept in terms of thinking about those elements um and then the way of the sword the idea that the pursuit of martial arts should be a lifelong journey of, of, of learning and self-improvement. He believed that this was the key to success in, in combat, uh, in all life, honestly, uh, as it allowed the martial artists to continually improve and adapt to changing circumstances around them. He wrote, the way of the sword is not just about mastering a particular technique or style. It is about constantly seeking to improve and grow as a martial artist. It is about never being satisfied with your current level of skill and always striving to become better. The way of the sword is a lifelong journey, and those who follow it 
will find that they are always learning and growing. So, you know, we call like, what does the Mandalorian say? This is the way, uh, say the way of the sword. We, you know, in karate, we call it, uh, you know, it's the path um, or the code or whatever. Um, we speak about these things a lot and it, and it is that, um, you know, Kaizen or, or whatever concept that you want to uh, sort of materialize this with, but Musashi called it the way of the sword. But, you know, this idea that we we're constantly evolving, we're constantly working on our skills, we're constantly working on who we are as a person. Um, you know, if, I mean, Tulam spoke about that, right? If you, if you um, attempt something, you know, if, if you, if you try something new or, or you, you know, you try a new business or, you know, you do something. Um, and if, if, if it doesn't succeed fully, but you learn from it, then you didn't fail. Um, you know, we only, we only fail when we quit, when we, when we walk away from something because we just, you know, we just don't want to persevere. That's when we lose. And that's what that means. And in Musashi's world, he calls it the way of the sword. Pretty badass, actually. Uh, the final concept is really the overarching concept, but the five rings, right? The way he broke this up, um, the five elements of strategy, earth, water, fire, wind, and then void. Um, and, you know, conveniently, not conveniently, but interestingly enough, um, that con that void, that is also the first character in, in Kara, or Karate Do. Um, it's that concept of, uh, you know, you can you can sort of look at it and, and i'm sure i'm wrong but it's like you know like elements hitting an anvil or whatever so it's that it's that moment of you know nothing but potent but also not just nothing but also potential at the same time um the empty hand you know however you want to look at that i i, I think that's fascinating <clears throat> the concept of the five rings is the idea that there are five elements of strategy that are essential to success in martial arts earth fire wind void Earth, water, fire, wind, and void. Um, in, in, the, in the Book of Five Rings, they each represent different aspects of combat. Um, you know, you think like art of war type thing, but a lot, a lot simpler. Um, and it, and it, the, you know, the book really outlines um, this approach. Outlines uh, different aspects that you should work on in, in order to be really, uh, truly skilled martial artist. Um, you know, you, you must study each and every one independently and then all together again with the void. Uh, they're the, from a combat perspective, they're broken down into the physical aspects, strength, endurance, technique. Um, here you go. The water, water is a source of life and represents the mental aspects of combat, such as strategy, tactics, and awareness. Fire is the source of power, represents spiritual aspects of combat, such as courage, determination, resolve. Uh, wind. The messenger represents social aspects of combat, such as leadership, teamwork, and communication, etc. We talked a lot about void. Um, so that overall, you know, the way that he broke it down. And, and again, here's that whole video from from Tulam. It's a it's a good one, um, and, and really worthy of of taking your time and, and studying. Uh, so there you go. That's my my top five parts, um, my top five concepts, or whatever that come from Musashi's Book of Five Rings. I highly, highly recommend you get a copy of it for yourself and spend some time with it and, 
and also research him outside of that book. You will not be let down. You will become a better martial artist. You will become a better person from it. I promise. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you get something out of it. And until next time, get after y'all.